Hey there, Filled With Messages friend. Thanks for joining me today. I had a discussion with a pastor friend recently who just couldn't wrap her mind around why anyone cared about Ash Wednesday anymore. Admittedly, in the moment, I didn't have a good response. But having had some time to think about it, perhaps one of the many reasons I believe Ash Wednesday is important is because it's good practice to pause at the beginning of something to pray. Ask God to guide and bless it. It's wise not to rush headlong into something, even something like Lent, with which many of us have had a lot of practice. Taking time to slow down and mark the beginning of the Lenten season, to take a breath from the extraordinary pressures of our lives, is so very, very wise. One of the things I really enjoy as we head into the Lenten season is hearing folks chatter about their Lenten disciplines. Although some years, some people choose to take up something for Lent, many of us prefer to give up something or fast from something during this Lenten season. Last year, I know someone who gave up community uh, Starbucks, which was such a brave and hard and difficult thing for them to do, and I was so proud of them. Of course, many people have a tradition of giving up meat or chocolate during these Lenten 40 days when we walk with Jesus on his way to the cross. The goal of a Lenten fast is to move towards holiness. We take up a Lenten discipline to to move towards God's holiness. I don't think it's a stretch to say that anyone listening wants to know God better. We all want to connect with God more deeply, to strengthen our relationship with God, to know God's heart. Lenten disciplines help us do that. As we move towards God's holiness, we also become more holy ourselves. We take up these hard things like giving up foods we enjoy in order to learn, to grow our faith in ourselves, to become more like Jesus. And as we become more holy, We feel compelled to help this world become more holy, healed, a better place for all people, plants, and animals to live and grow. In the scripture text today, the Israelites are fasting. But rather than fasting to move towards God's holiness or to become more holy themselves or to make their world more holy, they're fasting to try to get God's attention, to force God to do what they want God to do. Into their lives, God spoke and invited them into a better fast. Hear these words from Isaiah chapter 58. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to their descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has for not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers Their fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? 
Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will appear quickly. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the finger pointing and malicious talk, And if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our hearts and our minds and our bodies to hear you speaking to us now. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Isaiah is a book which covers many years. But in this particular chapter, the Israelites have returned home to Jerusalem after having lived in exile for many generations. When they were released by their captors, God instructed them to put their focus on rebuilding the city, shoring up its walls so they would be safe and reconnect as a community. But instead of following God's wisdom, they focused on themselves, fixing up their own properties while neglecting their beloved capital city. Their decision to do whatever they wanted instead of following God's lead didn't work very well. They weren't getting along with each other. They fought for power. They didn't even make progress on their personal construction projects. So they decided to fast. Up to this point in their history, fast had largely been used as a sign of mourning and contrition. But now folks use fasting to try to get God's attention so God would do what they wanted God to do. While the Israelite leaders were putting on a show of religious fervor to get God's attention, they were treating the rest of the people in their lives poorly. They were exploiting those who worked for them. They were quarreling with each other, even being violent against each other. They had angry and bitter disagreements with each other. Not unsurprisingly, the fast didn't seem to work. So they complained to God saying, why have we fasted and you not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? God's answer was simple. Fasting while hurting others and ignoring hurting people doesn't get my attention in a good way. God is clearly frustrated with them. I suspect all of us would be pretty frustrated if someone was going to great lengths to beg us to do something for them, but we also knew they were hurting everyone else around them as they tried to curry our favor. While God was frustrated, he didn't abandon them or scold them or ignore them. Instead, he invited them to a better fast. 
Here's how the message translation of the Bible interprets God's words. This is the kind of fast I'm after, to break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on ill shivering, the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins, be generous with the hungry, and start giving yourselves to the down and out. It's a hard list. There's nothing on this list that can be done without intention and effort. It's a list that forces us out of comfort zones and into the streets. It's a list that moves our focus from ourselves to others. It's a list that invites us to grow in holiness by fasting from blame shifting and gossiping, which is such a hard challenge for so many of us, myself included some days. Perhaps if we were summarizing, this list nudges us to bless this mess. This world is a mess. If we're willing to admit it, at times we're a mess. God is calling us to bless all the mess in this world, including ourselves. By choosing a better fast focused on the things God describes here in Isaiah 58, we can bless this mess. There are so many simple little things we can do to break the chains of injustice, to free the oppressed, to share our food with the hungry. There are so many ways we can bless this mess by being available to those whom we call family, by stopping blaming other people, quit gossiping about other people's sins. Whatever Lenten disciplines or fast you choose, may they move you towards holiness. May they connect you more deeply to God and bring you more fully into his holiness. May they connect you more deeply with yourself and make you more holy. May they connect you more deeply with this world and empower you to help make it more holy, a better place for all of us to live and grow. My friends, thank you so much for joining me today. As you go about these 40 days of Lent and all the days of your life, may God bless you and keep you. May the radiant face of God shine on you as we journey through Lent from ashes to crocuses. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.